This is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. Gentlemen, this is episode number 29, and here we go. You guys ready? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, This week, right off the top, let's talk about what's in the news and get your take on it. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Ah, Poison, and Joan Jett are going to be playing football stadiums. What do you think about that? Let's go to you, Jim. Uh, number one, I don't go see anybody in a football stadium. Uh-huh. I don't care who it is. Not no, no interest in going to the Rose Bowl and sitting a thousand miles away. And well, this is going to be at the new Rams stadium, Jim. I'm sure you're going to have some input on that. Um, probably fresh off the smoke alarms. You know, you... Yeah, I, I didn't do the Rams stadium. Ah. I did the Coliseum. Very good. I did, I did the current stadium. Yeah, not enough not enough smoke there, Frank. No. Uh, to, get, to get our gym over there. Well, I love Joan Jett. Hmm? She would be the one I would want to go see. I don't know I'd if, I, I, don't know if I've said this here. before on the, on the show, but the uh, closest thing to a religious experience I've ever had at a concert was Joan Jett at the Roxy. Very nice. Yeah. I can imagine. When, when people talk about like, oh, it was like a religious experience, I used to just be like, "What are you talking about? It's a rock and show." Blah blah blah. Uh, I was probably three feet away from her, four feet away from her, mm-hmm. close enough for her to sweat on me, kind right. of thing. Oh, that's religion right it, there. But it was, it was, it was transcendent. It was like outside experience before. Now I, I just... um, partly at the country club in 1982. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them since. Don't care. Fast for love is the best album. Yeah, they peaked with that album for me. <laughs> there I, it was. I got a, a message on my phone that tickets were going to be going on sale for the Los Angeles uh, venue. Uh, the section five hundred nosebleed section were going for one hundred twenty-eight dollars. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Now. Nope. I've seen all those bands. Oh, Joe, wait, who else was there? Def Leppard? Who was the other Def one? Def Leppard and Poison. Poison. Okay, I saw Poison open up for Rat mm-hmm. on their first album. Uh, they were all right. Just whatever. I saw, as a matter of fact, Rat, L.A. Guns, Poison, and Journey. And, um, nah. and then not long ago, we saw Poison open up for Def Leppard. And Tesla was actually the opening band, best Probably band by far. Stage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, Motley Crue, I've seen them a couple of times and never been impressed with their show or their uh, music playing of any kind. Um, and, and like I say, Joan Jett, I saw her at, at the Grove in Anaheim, one of the best intimate shows I've ever seen. And when so. was that, Frank? Was that later on? Or is that back in the day? Yeah, that's when the Sinner album came out. So okay. what is that, 2000, somewhere around there maybe? I'm not yeah. 
real sure, but that's when I've sent you the picture of the the autographs of Sandy West and uh, right, right, you know Sherry Curry. So that's where I got that's where I got Sandy's autograph was yeah. I saw Joan at the Rocks. Yeah, but I, I can't see spending that kind of money for guys. You know? Is it really gonna? Is it really gonna sell? I I, I mean, uh, to me, I, I I was a big Def Leppard head until the riff man passed away steve clark passed away he's with the riff guy and i think i've got two albums after he passed and god bless adrian campbell well whatever but to me or excuse me vivian excuse me thank you frank okay um but it's just with without that without the riffs the it just I guess they're still touring and still selling out, but to me, you know, and then Poison is CC Deville still in Poison? I saw yes. Bobby Doll was still there. I saw okay, okay, because they showed the pictures of all the the bands in a. Mm-hmm. I don't think Joan Jett was in it. They showed all the others. Yeah, she wasn't in that. And in I could picture. Okay, I couldn't see CC. I couldn't see CC Deville, but if he's in it, I'm in because yeah. you know, to me, Poison's like my mini kiss. It's got great song, <laughs> couple three four minutes, nice nicely guitar solo. Yeah, simple stuff. But I'll, I'll say this: uh, worst, uh, worst live guitar solo section mm. I've ever oh. seen in my life was CC Deville. Oh, the VMA was on right. that right. To, was on that uh, when they were opening for Rat, and I was like, "Wow, oh, talk about a snooze fest!" It was just yeah. Let me, let me tell you something, stuff. guys. Yeah, he did some bad stuff on some award show. He's all coked out. When they out. initially put out their live album, it's a double live album, and CC had a. 14 minute solo that was so bad they 14, went back 14 minutes yeah it's the whole side of the album they went back and recut the album and cut his solo out <laughs> it was just that bad so oh my gosh and, and you can catch it on exactly. youtube uh it's it's terrible but see he was mm. you know drugged out that time he and, was gone he was yeah. done yeah yeah that was uh that was towards the end of uh Kind of the end of their run, right? Well, I think that live album, I don't know that they ever did anything. No, Richie Kotzen came in and played. Thank you, Frank. I thought he got replaced. Thank you, Frank. Beautiful. And their whole beautiful their whole sound changed when Richie came in. He's a whole different beast. And then uh, they booted him. I guess he's hard to get along with. Then brought in Cece again. But Cece did a couple uh, side projects that were pretty good. But I think that I think that album with Richie was actually not a bad album. No. Not at all. I don't. I don't think I own it, but uh, I no remember problem, hearing no. it and think like, "Wow, there's like some really good." Yeah. Well, there's definitely the guitar playing was right. off the hook, right? So, as far as Def Leppard, I, I don't. You know, who am I Not to bag since... on anybody? But Vivian Campbell does absolutely nothing for me. I don't know. Thank you. I liked him in Dio. Yeah. No, he's he's got chops, guys. But to yeah. me, Steve Clark was the riff dude. Yeah. And for whatever whatever he contributed was was something to do with the sound that it isn't there now. Mm-hmm. And again, I think I have X or whatever the couple albums after he left, and it's just it's it's it's, it's very boring to me. Very boring. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh-uh. well, I lost I lost interest in Def Leppard after Pyromania, and when Pyromania came out, I could kind of already see the writing on the wall. Yeah. What about Hysteria? You like Hysteria? Um, it is so sterile and so there's there's no real excitement on that album. I could play it through every day of the week for the rest of my life. I peaked at high and dry, guys. So 
No. Wow. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Uh, half so, half a pyro. So really I'm like. the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it, it just they lost the edge after that, and they got overproduced and put on eight thousand layers of guitars, and yeah, no thanks. So. Um, the problem with Hysteria was they they spent like three years or some ridiculous well, it was, time. Well, it was for a change, but, you know, when your drummer loses yeah. his arm. Yeah, no yeah, excuse. You know. No excuse. You, you got to. <laughs> that's our prank, folks. No excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, um, that's, that's I mean, way too much, much time in the studio. It, yeah. it is, but, Jim, for them to hang and say, that's our mate. We know you lost your arm, but we're going to hang with you. To me. No, I give them props for that. Yeah, whenever I hear hysteria, I think, man, that's a brotherhood right there. Those cats are cool. I mean, they hung around. and, and But, yeah, that's a long time between albums. It sure is. And yep. realistically, that's when the synthetic drums came in because of the oh, situation. Yeah. And the whole sound became phony. Yeah. It just became non-rock and roll. Well, computer. And, computer. And, uh, yeah. Computer. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not. Look, those guys are laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, by far. You know by what far. I'm saying? Yeah. Still. And uh, apparently laugh again coming up this yeah. year, right? Well, I, I read <laughs> something where tour? Joe Elliott was saying, hey, there's no even guarantee Motley Crue is going to make it through the whole tour. They, they, they're... Aren't they all cleaned up? Well, they're all cleaned up, but, they, you know, they, they, they all hate each other. They can't stand each other. This is a business move only. I was just telling Cindy today, the reason this is happening, Nikki Six is in his 60s. His wife just had a baby. He doesn't want to change diapers. He's hitting the road. Gotcha. You know? Hey, he needs a break. And then diapers cost money. Well, he's going to have to buy them for himself and his kid before too long. So yep. their, uh, oh. their Netflix movie was a huge hit. I think it was a huge hit with a lot of kids. The younger set. Yeah. The younger set. So I think... There, this is their shot, yeah, right, to go out and capitalize on, on what another audience, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, start doing some reissues, start, yeah, greatest hits, volume 10, yeah, whatever. So, they're, they're kind of going to see the, the legend of what Motley Crue is, now, they're not got, really going to see Motley Crue, right. guys. Who's headlining, Leopard or Crue? It's co headlining, they're going to switch off. Uh, Motley gets to uh, play the LA headline and then. From there on, what I've read is Def Leppard so. gets to pick the rest. It's their, it's their hometown, right? Yeah, right makes so. sense. Yeah, they should. Yeah. So. All right. Oh. Well, we'll see. I guess we're not going to be spending $128 to go see it. You? So. No. <laughs> Did have a mail call, guys. I forgot about nice. that. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to open this up because I want to show you the... Uh, speaking of what we were speaking of, but... Get a load of this color vinyl here. Nice. Uh, oh! Green marble. Oh. Yeah. The album is. Yeah. That's my That's favorite. Good. Yeah. And that, I had that on cassette, guys, and rocked the H out of it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it's good, good job, Frank. Uh, I will say this. Yeah. That's the only one Bob I Rock. had. Yeah. Rock is a freaking genius. Yeah. He can make some sounds, can he? Yeah. Genius. Musical genius. Yes. Great songwriter, too. Good songwriter. Excellent drummer. Um, he's, he's just a musician all the way around. Huh. And along with that mail call, I want to go... Let me ask you, Jim, what would be a guilty pleasure band that uh, we haven't talked about before that, that is yours? 
that's my guilty pleasure? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. My my guilty pleasure doesn't run in the rock and rock and roll uh, right. world. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little perplexed. I'm intrigued. Okay, Jerry, what about you? If you could uh, pick a band that might surprise us, or a musical act that might surprise us a little bit, I have it easy, and I can yeah. listen to that album all the way through a million times. The Kings. Okay. Oh, switching to glide. This beat goes on that debut album. No. I don't think I don't think you have to be guilty about that. No, no, but that's the Kings. I've never, I've never talked to you guys about. Mm-hmm. I never, I've never mentioned on a show. Hey, I was just listening to this today. I've never done it. See, and to me, that's my little, the Kings. I'm surprised because I thought you were going to say Bobby Goldsboro, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> well, he could do that. Remember, he's on the Merv Griffin show. He could do that good cricket sound. The cricket sound. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I want to share with you. I went through my record collection and I found this and I gave it a spin today. Oh, bad. Yes. No. yes. I bought this because of the movie and played it. Yeah. It doesn't even have my the gosh, Frank. Is that, is that from back in the day or is that a this is originally back in the, this is my original oh, album. Oh, Motown. My gosh, yeah. Frank. And that album was record looks clean. Yeah. Um, of course, Ben, uh, greatest show on earth. People make the world go round. We've got a good thing going. Everybody's somebody fool. My girl, uh, what goes around comes around in our small way. <coughs> Shooby dooby day. And you can cry on my shoulder. And I think I could only re- remember Ben because I played That's that. all I can remember. Uh, yeah. Hit song Absolutely. Was huge. Oh, huge. that was huge. This the is before plastic huge. surgery and uh, yeah. all the other crazy yeah. stuff we heard about him. He had so. a nose back then. There was a nose on his face. He was a yeah. good-looking kid. A... He was a good-looking kid, yeah. He was yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways. I, Interesting. And the, band, and the movie Ben, of course. That's almost like a, what's, in, what's in Frank's fridge there. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I've got, it was in my milk crate, yeah. Mm. <laughs> the old Foothill Dairy Milk Crate, folks. I've got three or four of them. Yeah, perfect device yeah. for holding an album. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. you guys, you people don't know. Yeah, well, you probably do. Out there, they are. Yeah. The other They're thing, perfect. Forgot to talk about is a little somber note. It was the anniversary of the uh, murder of John Lennon. Um, yeah. Jerry and I, I believe, we were working at Glendora Dairy um, the night that Coward Cosell came on the uh, Monday Night I was Football. Driving in. I was driving in, Frank. Yes, yeah. And, I was driving um, in the Mighty 72 Monte Carlo when I heard it. I was yeah. right there by the golf course on Glendora right. Avenue. Excuse me, sorry. And yeah. that was it was a life changer, you know, because it was yeah. so senseless of why, you know, anybody would want to take a, a Beatles life. We just couldn't comprehend that. Well, it was so innocent back then, too. I mean, I, I think up until then, the worst thing that had ever happened was probably the the Iranian hostage thing. I, I mean, us, and that yeah. wasn't really, yeah, but then I remember driving at Frank. That's that's funny. I remember yeah. driving in and hearing that and just, yeah, you you know, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and a guy who sang, you know, all we were About saying is give, give peace a chance, yeah, peace right? Or yeah. war, peace, yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Yep. So what was that, 34 years? Is that what it was, 34 years ago? Oh, shit. Yeah. That's yeah. 1980, yeah. So. Um, and I think it, um, I think it changed the way people dealt with 39 after yeah. that, right? Yeah. 
because anybody who was famous, you know, and he had already he already signed autographs for that guy like yeah. earlier in the day. Signed was a couple hours before. There's yeah. a picture. He's signing double fantasy for Mark da- oh, that idiot that yep. shot him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's like three, four hours before. So, you know, they'd camp out at the Dakota and yep. him and Yoko would get out of the limo, go through the doors, sign some autographs. Sign, and, and then, oh, yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah just, was, you don't expect that to happen. The innocent boys uh, for me. That was the end of the innocence by far, by far. You know, what are we, 17 when it happened? Yeah. Sheesh. Now, that. I remember Dennis Leary talking about it. That. Of course, it's classless now but when he said you know five shots five shots and not one hit yoko what the heck you know jeez, oh, <laughs> that's bad it's Whoa. terrible that is bad. <laughs> so, i remember uh, i remember somebody that's uh why i left frank stuff like that I remember, I remember reading an article where a guy talked about meeting uh bob dylan uh-huh and, and Bob Dylan was standing on the corner of the street, and he, he walked up and was trying to talk to him. And, uh, it, was, and it was, was, you know, not that long after John Lennon had been shot. And, you know, Bob Dylan was a little freaked out by him. And I'm sure he was in the back of his mind. He's thinking, this guy's going to kill me. Right? Yeah, he comes up and says he's a fan, but yeah. what, what does that mean, you know? Well, another, another I read an article on David Lee Roth. And he was out there on Sunset Boulevard in a, in his car, his, his convertible, and a kid drives up next to him, and he notices David Lee Roth, and they're at a stoplight. Well, the kid mm-hmm. dives into his glove box to get a pen because he wants an autograph. Dave doesn't know because this thing with Lennon just took, you know, happened. He burned rubber and took off. Yeah. And the kid goes, calls in on a radio station, talk about what an ass David Lee Roth is. Oh, yeah, not and up to that guy. That no. shook him enough to where, you know, Dave came out and, and he had to address it because he says, I love my fans, but we can't be too careful anymore. People, people get crazy. Um, I uh, I waited backstage or out back behind the palace, or not not the palace, but the uh, Palladium, waiting for the Ramones to come out. Mm-hmm. And I got a big poster and I get Marky to sign it. And I'm going to I'm going to walk down and get you know, Joey and Johnny to sign. And uh, some girl like ran through the barricade and jumped on Johnny's back. And that was, he, he's like freaking out like, whoa, whoa. Right. I think she might even have grabbed him by the hair. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, what the heck? So they all yeah. dove in the van and they're down the road. And I was like, well, thanks for screwing it up for everybody. Screwing it up for everybody. Thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah, thanks, honey. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys, let's move ahead. And uh, we got some punk rock tonight we got some hard rock and we got some blues rock to play yes we do so jerry why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off okay speaking of the bluesy uh uh the pick this week is the Craiger white band his name is craig so it's just like if he was a kid come here craig come here Craiger, Craiger, Craiger <laughs> white band out of atlanta georgia now this dude has got some stratocaster chops um he just released a EP November, day after Thanksgiving, um, called "Hard to Kill," and again, Crager White Band. Oh, guys, thank you, Frank. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, uh, bass is Rory Lant, drums Steve Adams, guitar and vocals Crager White, uh, music and lyrics Crager White. Okay. I love it. <laughs> um, 
and uh, recorded and mixed by Rory Lant, the bass player. Um, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, iTunes, Tidal. He does a lot. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube about him. He doesn't even. Ha- I can't find a website. I've, I've done everything. I look for it, but he's got a lot of stuff on YouTube. There's one shot of him playing a gig where uh, Slash shows up. This nice. is like from '09. Mm-hmm. And apparently, in the old days, he used to do like a Jimi Hendrix. You know, I don't want to say tribute band, but he pulled some Hendrix stuff. And he had he has a CD from 1994 called Rock and Roll City, and he's got long hair, and you can see the Hendrix thing. <laughs> And uh, guys, I went to eBay. I can't find it anywhere. I went oh. to eBay. There's a there's a CD copy, Rock and Roll City by the Krager White Band, two hundred nineteen dollars. Whoa, oh. two hundred nineteen dollars. The Krager White Band. Anyway, just I digress. He's been around a while. He's got serious chops, bluesy chops, Stratocaster chops. He can right. play like nobody's business. Um, the song Frank's gonna play is called Camouflage. Shop his new EP, um, called Hard to Kill, and this is the Krager White Band. From Atlanta, Georgia. Here we go. Camouflage by Krager White Band. You sure there's no relation from Krager to Kager? Because that's some party music. I, I, I don't know. That's the, that is some party music. And it's a five-song EP, folks, out in Conspiracy Land. And that's just a little nibble. Yeah. That's just a little nibble. He he, he goes off on some stuff. Got a nice, gravelly voice. Just, like, like I said, just a strat master. He, he, this guy's no slouch. And uh, you know, if you can play Hendrix stuff on a strat, you're you're in my you're good in my book. Um yeah, Krager White Band. Uh again, what what throws me way off is that rock and roll city C D from ninety four. That's folks. crazy. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah, the Krager White Band. Great, I, I, great stuff, great clean picking. Yeah. You know, just good stuff. Good stuff. I, I like the production. Yeah. I love the the fact that it's it's gritty, but yet it's nice and clean and in your face. Yes, yes. And and when you play, you know, what, you're 20 seconds into your song and then a lead riff comes out before any singing? I love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, just 
just to set the bar. Yeah. What would you think about that, Jim? Uh, I I like when he goes gritty on the vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he sounds like he's kind of really going for it. Yeah. Um, liked the tone of the guitar. And uh, I liked the, the tone of the bass and the sound of the drums. Right. You know, I like the way it was engineered. Very um, nice. It doesn't have to... Um, you don't have to have a lot going on in the rhythm section. For yeah, a song bass player, like that, the right? bass player. Yeah, the bass just player. Just kind of simple and in the it. pocket, yeah. and uh, you know, it's like a good groove to go right over the top of. You saying no John Entwistle going on there, right? <laughs> no, we were talking about John a little earlier, but uh, no. yeah, folks, yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. I, you know, I like I like players who can just kind of pedal along like yeah. that. That's a little more reminiscent of my own style. I'm not a super, super noty player. So no, that's, yeah, but you're, it, you hit you're all good. the right notes is what's important. Right. Correct. You know, right. <laughs> and sometimes you don't need all the flash to, to get your point no. across. Yeah. No, I like that. So that yeah. is the Krieger white band. And that song is camouflage and they're available wherever digital music is sold. I'm sure everything, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, iTunes, Tidal, Bandcamp, uh, lots of stuff on YouTube, folks. Lots Sweet. of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, Craig or White. All right. Yep. Okay, well, moving forward, I'll go ahead and uh, I want to present a band called Stonebreaker. These guys are from Portugal. And, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're from the. Uh, I like it. The south side of Portugal. They were they they were uh, formed in 2015, and. Um, they, they call themselves, you know, brotherhood and family. They say they are sweaty rock and roll like ACDC and Led Zeppelin. Um, they're used to playing in the clubs with the, the stank and the, the mold and the sweat and smell. the dirty rugs and, and the, the dirty, dirty rugs. Get, get on them. Yeah. They've got a, a six song EP out and it's basically just called EP. It came out in October 2019. Um, we have... Ray Van D on vocals, Vasco Mora on bass, Ricardo Batista on guitar, and Bruno Victor on drums. And I well wanna, done, sir. Well, I was gonna maybe. thank you, Jim. I was gonna say, wait till maybe. he's done. Maybe you <laughs> might say produced and mixed by uh, yeah, yeah, not even going there. <laughs> All I'm gonna do is I am going to direct everybody to stonebreakermusic.com, check out their website. And uh, see some of their, they've got some photos and some different things going on. You can check them out. But these guys are a four-piece band that just rock. And they're, they're reminiscent, like I said, of a of a riff-rocky Led Zeppelin type. And the song I'm going to play for you is actually called Stonebreaker. And here we go.
Stonebreaker. Yep. Is Stonebreaker. What'd you think about that, Jerry? Great vocals. Great, great stuff. I like it. Old yeah. school. Oh, yes. That's old school. I, 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 I'm trying to think who to compare it to, but it's it's good. It's good. Good harmonies, too, when they got to it. But oh. great vocals. Great dirty music. Great heavy fat chords. I like that stuff. Um, yeah, keeping time in the background, too. Just yeah. You know, one of them songs. Prods along, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the dog approves. My dog loves it. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the dog back there. <laughs> that's it's always good. Always good, good when the canines approve. That's right. That's how you know it's a good record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boy. If that dog approves. We're we're on to something. Oh, yeah, brother. What'd you think, Jim? <laughs> Uh, I like that. I liked it. Uh, started out a little stony, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. it's got enough kick that it's um, not uh, doesn't really plot along. I mean, it moves along. Yeah, right. And uh, like Jerry said, great vocals. I, I think the guy's got great tone. Yeah. They sing in English, which mm-hmm. was a plus. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was expecting him to sing in Portuguese, but yeah. uh, either way, would have been cool with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, solid playing. I thought the guitar had had great tone. Well, these, these guys have played it. all through Europe, I guess, and, and really been around. And, um, like I said, the six song EP that came out in October is, is well worth checking out. Cause it's the whole thing has got some good music. Mm. So maybe one of your guys' dogs would approve. I don't know, but mine sure does. I don't have one. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. All right, Jim, what do you got for us? Okay, so tonight I've got a band called The Cavemen. I uh, found these guys on Bandcamp. Uh, they have a brand new, brand new album now. Just came out uh, on the sixth, I think. So very new. Yeah, Real very new. very new. But they've been around a while. Uh, in typical punk rock tradition, I asked them for a bio, and they didn't send one. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I want to read this off their Facebook because um, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny, and when you hear like kind of who they're um, the sort of influences are it kind of all makes sense, right? Okay. So it's uh, they got Paul Caveman on vocals, <laughs> Jack Caveman on ah. guitar and vocals, Nick Caveman on bass, and Jake Caveman on drums. Uh, they're out of New Zealand. Ah. This is the uh, second band from New Zealand which I featured. The first was the Beths, and yeah. these guys are very different than the Beths. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, tired of waiting around for the world to end or to be abducted by aliens, four delinquent Cretans were brought together by dumb luck and a shared love of rock and roll. They learned three chords and started busting out face-melting music. Soon they will be playing at your wedding, pack-and-save opening, or naked pot party. Influences, the Stooges, Cramps, Little Richard, Sonics, Gun Club, Flat Duo Jets, Gories. And Dead Moon, 13th Floor Elevator, Spinal Tap, Motorhead, Benny Joy, Hassel Adkins, Dale Hopkins, Link Ray, Captain Beefheart, The Shags, Surf. Captain Beefheart, my back gosh. From the, back from the Grave, Nuggets, Woo. Chance R&B, Buddy Holly, and of course, Elvis Presley. And No, uh, no remotes? No remotes, well, but these guys kind of look their like names, they, you know. 
they kind of look and play like they could be the uh, illegitimate kids of the Ramones almost. Gabba hey. <laughs> Gabba hey. Um, so this song, this song is maybe the poppiest one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately, I missed out on the red vinyl that they had. Oh. Brand new, brand new twelve inch, but you can buy it. You can buy it on black vinyl for under fourteen bucks. Yeah, not bad. Ships out of ships out of Reno, Nevada. So. Um, <laughs> This track is called Don't Know Why. It's the first single from the record. When you hear it, you'll understand, I think, why it's the single. It's it's fairly catchy. It's got some good pop sensibility. So let's give it a spin there, Frank, as they say in the industry. Will do. <laughs> caveman with i don't know oh, why that makes my punk blo- blood boil yeah. that's good stuff Jaime. yeah their, their oh. stuff is actually a little a little more hardcore than that hmm. um that was like a the, the past yeah they have such a great vibe and um mm. you know that sort of garagey uh what would you call it? It's got like kind of a 1960s garagey sort of production on yeah. it that I think oh, suits the music good. very well, right? Yeah, you can hear them on Little Stevens' oh. radio show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I like the uh, bass playing on that and album. Yes, and fat some bass. Uh, fat bass on that song, and mm. some and some great snotty lyrics. Mm, I picked yes. that one because I picked that one because it was the first. They said that was the first single. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a couple songs that that kind of click in right at the one thirty, and I thought I'm gonna pick one of these shorter songs because <laughs> we can play the whole it. song. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, the caveman. I heard him fell in love with them right away. Good I love stuff. Them. But I love that kind of grudgy. Uh, yeah. Same era. That was great. Also lo-fi vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, that was like I said. I love love the bass lines in it and everything. It was just yeah. good and catchy. I want to go. Uh, mosh. I want to go. Mosh right well, it's a it's a bummer you missed out on the red vinyl. 
Red. It is a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> well, check them out. That is Caveman. Yeah, new, that's a brand new full length from those guys. So yeah. find them on Bandcamp. You can also find them. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook. It's uh, the Caveman NZ for New Zealand. Very good. So, check them out. Down. Great. I like that, Joe. Wow. Very good. Mm. Good, good, good. Hey, guys, this week, um, or this episode, was my pick for a classic album. I don't know how classic it is. I don't know if that even qualifies as rock, but uh, it's a big part of our childhood, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a fun album to revisit. It was, Frank. <laughs> it's only 30 yeah, minutes yeah. long. Yeah. You know, it, yep. 12 songs, 30 minutes. There's, what say, Jim? What say? Jim uh, loves perfect, it. Perfect length, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, well, delving into it and reading about it, it was a little depressing. Because, you know, in our minds, the Monkees were a band. And, of course, we learned later on that when this album came out that uh, they didn't even play on the record. Um, it was all studio musicians, one of them being Glenn Campbell. He plays right. guitar on a Back lot of this. Day. Yes. Uh, Glenn Campbell, great guitar player. Oh, very good yeah. guitar player. YouTube, yeah. folks. He shows him doing some serious picking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until their, their later albums that they actually got to play as a band. What I thought was yeah. funny is when they put the, the, the actors together for this TV show, uh, none of them wanted to play drums. None of them. Davy Jones knew how to play drums, and he was the drummer, but they said if we put him in the drums, he's so short, we're going to lose him. So right. Peter Torque <laughs> taught Davey, Mickey Davey Dolan's yeah. some basics on how to play drums. So when they did their little live shots for the show, it looked like he knew what he was yeah. doing. And then later on, not they got really, him. but close no. enough. Yeah, close enough for us being kids and a TV show. Well, they later yeah. they got him some real uh, lessons, and he learned how to play drums. Yeah. He was actually yeah. a guitar player. When they play live, he plays guitar quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah. So on yep. the album, Peter Tork gets to play guitar on, on two of the tracks, and the Michael Nesmith tracks. And the rest of it was all studio musicians. They called them in. They came and sang their songs and uh, put out this album. You know, good old Don. Wait, Kirsten. you said you said Mike played guitar on this? Mike did not. Tracks? Peter no, Tork No, Mickey. Or, excuse me. P- yeah, Peter Tork. Peter Tork, Peter Tork played yeah. on those. Mike, on that album, Mike did not play according to everything I've read. You know, yeah, he may have something different to say about it, but apparently he won't answer my calls. So, you know, uh, you know, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? <laughs> Keep put calling. on a beanie and put on a beanie and grow some sideburns. That's yeah. what I say. <laughs> well, the first side one is, of course, the theme from the monkeys. And then Saturday's child. I want to be free. Tomorrow's going to be another day. Papa Jean's blues and take a giant step and uh, let's give those a listen and then i'll have a little bit to say about that here we come walking down the street we get the funniest looks from everyone we meet hey hey we're the monkeys and people say we monkey around but we're too busy singing to put anybody down do what we like to do If you love a Wednesday 
Outside your mind, you stare at me in disbelief. Say for you, there's no relief. All right, that's side one of the monkeys. Um, and I don't want to get any hate mail, but why was Davy Jones in the band? Because he, <laughs> because he sang song number three, I want to be free. Yeah, that's the weak link because, on the album to come, me. Come on, and, and you know that was that that was the teen connection, Frank. Come yeah. on, come, you, oh, you know because he's so damn. Yeah, that? he's so cute. No, he's I, a handsome, I, lad. A handsome lad. Yep, <laughs> and, yeah. and not stuck on himself. You know, he's got that little. No, he was a good guy. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I know I'm short, and I know I'm yeah. this, but you know, he bless was, his heart, Davy Jones. Yeah, pure comedy. So, yeah, had a real, uh, real self self deprecating humor. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I like is when, you know, you're not, you know, obviously, we, I mean, Davy Jones did a cameo on the Brady Bunch. How yes, big he did? How big was he? Yeah, and he took March to the prom, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did. He did. That would happen in real life, too. Yeah. Well, in those days, I bet it could. Not <laughs> sure. now. Sure. I think it was like a junior high dance and something he was like a 20-something year old like guy. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the monkeys. I think well, I never broke it down like that, Jim. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> you, you I never often did thought that. it's a stupid TV show. You look like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's only, he only had a couple inches on Mars. <laughs> easy, Jim. Easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mike Nesbeth, bring this back down to a respectable yes, level. Please. Mike Nesbeth oh, and um, Peter Tork wrote their songs. 
and oftentimes um, they didn't sing them because Mickey Dolan's had a better better voice. And in the early days, I think there was some tension behind that because Mike Nesmith was, uh, you know, he thought, thought he was, it was a singer. I think he thought Mike himself as the leader of the band too. Mike, Mike, Mike does two songs on this album. Yes, Mickey, it's awesome too. Mickey. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but Peter Tork was a better guitarist. Show, on the show, Mike was the leader of the band. He was the leader. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy who did all the bookings and made all the decisions. Yeah. And, but Mickey right? was the man to me. He was always the guy. For Same me. here. You know, I would say that. I don't know. My my wife was crazy about Mickey. <laughs> He's got a great voice. Anyways, yes, side does. two of this album. He does is, have a great voice. Yeah. Side two is Last yes, Train does. to Clarksville. They're only single off this album. <clears throat> this just doesn't seem to be my day. Uh, Let's Dance On. I'll Be True to You. Sweet Young Thing, which is a minute and 54 seconds. That's my favorite. Oh. And Gonna Buy Me a Dog, which... Is a just classic. Anyways, let's give this a listen. (laughs) Take the last train to Foxville. I'll be waiting at the station. We'll have time for coffee-flavored kisses and a bit of conversation. No, 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 no. I guess I should have stayed in bed, my pillow wrapped around my head, instead of waking up to find a nightmare of a different kind. She went away. This just doesn't seem to be my day. She didn't have to say a lot. Her pretty eyes reveal the plot. Was someone else she wanted more? And so I walked her to the door. Let's dance on. Well, baby, come on. Let's dance on till the dawn. Have fun till the music's all gone. So fine. Been doing the shotgun. Let me see you do the twine. Let's do the walk to say and the action too. Now hang on, baby. I'll be true. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I used to be the Dog. 
side two um i wore the record out on gonna buy me a dog as a kid i thought that was the best thing ever i don't know <laughs> just because he's laughing throughout the whole thing you can hear the engineer telling him you're late you yeah. know he, he's asking for direction and you can hear them talking to him like you're screwing this up but they didn't care <laughs> it was like had to yeah. be last minute thing for the for the album so right um, this album, yeah, this album isn't thirty minutes long yet. Let's yeah, go. what probably <laughs> my favorite song, but let's dance on is hands down my favorite tune on that album. Again, it's it's La Bamba. Mickey Dolenz's buttery vocals do it for me. I can't help it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, let's yeah. And I can sit. I I could get rid of the Davy Jones tunes. Um, I'll be true to you. Doesn't. Yeah, bubblegum. You know, yeah. you got to put, yeah, bubblegum. Yep. Do you have a favorite song on there, Jim? Uh, so I'm going to be honest. This is the first time that I have ever heard this album. Oh. Same here. Really? First time. I really like Let's Dance On. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's La Bamba to me. I, I, I happen to like Last Train to Clarksville. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Love yeah. that song. Cool tune. Um, I was less enamored with Gonna Buy Me a Dog. <laughs> uh, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I, I think it's because we're older. I think Frank might have been right back in the day. Remember Ray Stevens had that song, The Streak? Oh, yeah. Corny, yeah. talking. Yes. I had it on a 45. Sure. Not, yeah. not to digress, but I think had we been, you know, Eight or nine years old, we might have thought it was more funny. Well, that's why I agree with you, Jim, one hundred percent. I when I heard this today and last week, I was like, "This, this is so corny." They could have put a song in there. <laughs> yeah. I love. I mean, they did, but yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, Jim. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I was listening to the album, and I thought I need to go back and see how many singles they released. And then it was yeah. well, the only single was "Last Train to Clarksville." Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking there were any number of songs on the record that I think you could have actually released as singles. Right. But I think maybe Last Train to Clarksville was maybe the maybe the strongest radio-friendly song. If that I makes would sense. agree. Right. And you got to you got to remember the theme uh, for the agree. Monkees was so overplayed on television. It wow. was played over you know every week people heard that i expected it to be the exact same as it was on the tv show but it's not it's it's not it's got more verses yes (laughs) (laughs) that's what tripped me out there is the television edit if you buy the rhino version of the album which has 40 40 songs on it you know say say no to rhino oh man just my i love this i love the snare song in that song right uh right where it goes into the chorus mm-hmm. that, hey, hey, you know, yeah. right when you get, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
I love that snare sound. And as a child, I thought Mickey Dolenz was the one playing those drums, you know, and. Of course you did. Well, he is. He's listed on the album as the drummer. (laughs) Bastards. He is playing the drums. Yeah. (laughs) Liars. Uh, Liars. Yeah. But side two is a not if you can say it's a strong it it's it's a better side than side one for me the songs are more consistent that you yeah. know more toe tapping you know all that they they yeah. stick with me better than side one does i was um surprised that the songs uh, had kind of a psychedelic feel to them yes all um, that yeah, yeah that Not all, a lot of them take a giant step you know step out of your mind yeah. and but their later yeah. albums head um some of the other yeah. ones they, they well, were even saturday yeah this got kind of a little psychedelic feel yeah. to yeah. it oh and they were finally allowed to do their own thing they really went off into the uh psychedelic era yeah head head's a good album but what messed them up is they finally get a chance at redemption here this is us playing on our album and guess what happens folks on conspiracy land what a week or two later sergeant pepper drops yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> Shoot. Nobody could uh, compete Dang. with that. Dang. Yeah. We almost had yeah. some. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a film too, right? With Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholson had yeah. something to do with yeah. it. Head is a film. Uh, produced yeah. it or wrote it. Yeah. Or both. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. I like the album, guys. I, and uh, Gonna Buy Me a Dog is a good song. You guys are both wrong. And um, well, that's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. Well, you didn't play the part where Davey was bantering with Mickey. It's not, and it's not, it's not the first time you've been wrong, Frank. So it's, <laughs> it's my Jim, pick. Jim, my you album. know something I don't know? See, the thing <laughs> is, been wrong? for Jim to say this is the first time he's listened to this album, and then you're going to tell me? I've been listening to this thing since 1966, man. That's why you should know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard all the songs here and there during the yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, especially um, so they when I remember was uh, Papa Jean's Blues. I remember that on a show. Here's a little... I, even back in the day, I like when Mike did his tune. Every yeah. once in a while, Mike would do a song, and I liked it. Now, when yeah, the first pressing it. of that album play, came play out, that yeah. the first pressing of the Monkees came out, they spelled Papa Jean's Blues wrong. They spelled Jean's with a J. And they, uh, Yeah, I heard that. And then oh, they really? put out the second pressing, and they fixed it. Um, apparently, hmm. it's not that rare. You know, it's, it's nothing a Monkees fan has to run out and have to have both copies because it's easily available. But uh, Well, they yeah. sold like a gazillion copies, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, this thing went went uh, platinum. Isn't that know, wild, guys? How many Isn't that times? wild? Yeah. Uh, sales of over 5 million. Yeah. Not bad good for a made-up band. Really? Yeah. For 1966, that's yeah. that's pretty dang good. What Millie Vanilli <laughs> Not bad at all. No. For the time, twelve songs, thirty minutes. Woo! Yeah. That's a lot of bang for the buck, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, obviously, you know, I'm not even going to say if this was this isn't an album that would hold up to you know the test of time. It is a, it's a, a it, 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 genre it, 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 style. Either you like it or you don't. You know, it did, Frank. It took me back, and again, you hear those, uh, you know, psychedelic stuff on it, the guitar and the twangy, and the, you know, sounds like a B. Or whatever, <laughs> but um, I've heard all the songs before. I've never had the album, yeah. But listening to it straight through, very respectable to me. Yeah. Well, you know? what's cool about the album is it's it's recorded in, in mono, so all the drums yeah. are on the left with with you know the 
the bass and the guitars and the, you hear vocals on the right and yeah. it, it's neat to hear an album in mono the way it was intended for you to, to yes. hear it yes it's kind of yeah. neat oh well that was the monkeys uh jim you've got the next Dave pick. Duke. So, i do have the next pick let's hear what you have to say and I told you guys I had kind of a weird story. So yes. Uh, so last episode when we when we finished up, we were talking after the episode, and I said I feel like, you know, I've been picking like a lot of kind of '80s hard rock metal mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I, I, you know, but I also picked Zeppelin and the Sweet, and, and uh, but I've kind of stuck to our era, right? <laughs> more yeah. or less. Uh, and so I had in my mind. An album came into my mind. I said, this is going to be my pick. And then uh, a few days later, I'm uh, sitting in the living room and I say, hey, Alexa, what is the greatest rock and roll album ever recorded? And Alexa said, well, I found this on the Internet. It is uh, Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. Nice. Arguably the greatest album, rock and roll album ever recorded. And I mm-hmm. said, Alexa, have you never heard of Pet Sounds? <laughs> and and Alexa came back and said, this is what I found on the internet. Uh, Pet Sounds was, I don't know, was it like the 11th studio album by the beat? Pointing out because it didn't sell that well Uh-oh. and i'm like no. that's all you got out of that article yeah what do you know <laughs> well first first i asked alexa i said hey beatles are stones and she said i have no opinion on right. that i'm like wow you suck yeah. pick a side for crying out loud <laughs> so that's when i asked her that's when i asked her like what's the greatest rock and roll album? so that's my pick an album that uh i don't think i have ever heard all the way through yeah so uh Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. Right. That's my pick for next time. There it is. Digging back. Digging back to, some, to the 60s. Very nice. And I, I do believe I own that somewhere. So I'll have to give it a listen. Going over the tunes on it. I may own it and have never heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy stuff and just file it away. Yeah. You know, a lot of the Stones albums, I think we've discussed this on an earlier episode, a lot of the Stones albums have two or three great songs and four or five filler songs, and um, that's just yeah, how they record. Time though, yeah, eight eighteen songs. Yeah, it's a double album. It's it's some. Oh, it's a double. Okay, yeah. May of seventy two. Yeah. Oh, seventy two. I thought it was earlier than that. Unless I'm looking at a re. Uh... Oh, it's got the little red E on it. I'm looking at iTunes, guys. So it could be. Uh... Uh, let's let's yeah. Look. I got May 72, May 72, May that, 72. That sounds about right, does it? Yeah, it seems to me earlier too, like Jim said. Yeah, yeah, some of well, their look, yeah, May of 72. Well, I hate it when they re they do the remaster and then deluxe and then they do okay. I thought it was late, I thought it was like late 60s, like 69 or whatever. So, yeah. 72, this still... 1972 double album holds a place in Stone's mythology for beyond its initial, far beyond its initial release. Right. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's one of those that's it's been around forever and lots of good songs on it. Can't wait to get into it. Out of eighteen, I don't know, but definitely a lot worth listening to. Yeah, good, good job, Jim. Good job. It's got happy on it, which is one of my favorite stones. (laughs) All right, very good, Jim. Rolling Stones, Exile, very nice. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, 
There we go. That will be our... Also, what we're going to do is our next episode is a Christmas episode. So, are we going to present some new music or are we just going to pick some... uh, we're just gonna pick some Christmas music. What do you want to do? I think I think we pick our favorite rock and roll Christmas tune. Thank you, Jim. I like that. Yeah, Frank. Christmassy. Go Christmassy. I'm wearing them out on Facebook, guys. If you're sitting there, uh... you are. You're like way ahead of the curve as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But oh, that's okay. I was a little worried that I start a little early. I was gonna run out, but man, I've got a couple good weeks of tunes coming up. So, hmm. and let's just say um, this about that: there are a lot of really terrible. Oh yes, Christmas songs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just bad, and my daughter plays them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's bad when your uh, music shows up on Coast or something, so you don't want to don't want to hear the Christmas music. Yeah. Everybody, and just about everybody that's been in a rock band. Some good, some good ones so far. Yeah, so far so good, but not all rock singers should be doing Christmas music. That's for sure. No, no, no. All right, well, that will be episode 30. That's wow. Two big 30. 30. 30. Oh. Yeah. My gosh. Maybe we can get 30 listens. We'll see. We'll that would be fun. <laughs> see how we do. We get about 10 times that. Yeah. That'd be great. I think so. You got anything for us, Jerry? Uh, no, folks. Just keep rocking. Yeah. Keep rocking. I don't have anything other than uh, let's look forward to the Rolling Stones. What about you, Jim? Exile on Main Main Street. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Yeah. Leave a comment. Let us hear from you. Tell Frank how wrong he is about going to buy me a dog. (laughs) Jim, Jim, let me ask you something. Yeah. Let's say you and I agreed to tell Frank he was wrong on something back in high school. I stopped recording five minutes ago. So go ahead. That's my point. Yeah. Then, folks in conspiracy land, it was I stopped listening five minutes ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you no, say something? I'm not even listening to you. Nothing's changed. Hey, wrong about something? That uh, thought never enters my bean counter up here. Yeah. <laughs> he was wrong about that. Why? Does not compute. Yeah. Does not compute. Nope. Yeah. Illogical. Right. Illogical. Right. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, if there's nothing else. Shut up is closed. The shop is closed. I'm sorry. Let me try something real quick. Go ahead. Okay. Well, lighting now, and then I'm going to try some, some lighting. Hang okay. On. Okay. We have any difference? Not much. I mean, you got a little shine to your head. Yeah, I noticed that too since I sat down. Hang on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need to be amplifying my receding hairline.